Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, we have a very exciting show today because if you follow me on socials, you may have seen that we we had a new Love Lessons episode coming out. Yep, I've recorded with Guy again, longtime listeners of the Self Love Club. A lot of you love, literally love these episodes. Uh, we've done them for the last four years if you're new. So good news is a backlog. You can go back and listen to them. They're not always time relevant, but this one here is all about the vibe check for 2023. What's the energy like? What's going on with us? What should we be focusing on? What's important? We're going to go through it all. This is part one of our Love Lessons vibe check. There will be another new episode out for you next week. A quick note, this episode does mention sexual trauma, not in graphic detail, more along the lines of seeking help to heal from this. However, if this is something you have experienced, I'll leave some resources, ways you can get help in the show notes. Before we get into it, can you please make sure you're subscribed to the Self Love Club on your podcast app, hit subscribe now, uh, and also select automatic downloads. Follow us at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram, and you can join our private Self Love Club group on Facebook. All the details are in the show notes too. Right, let's get into it. Love Lessons Part 1, the vibe check for 2023. Gaia, welcome back to the Self Love Club. So lovely to see your beautiful face. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so excited to be here. It's been so long. I know, I know. We were trying to squeeze it in last year, but a busy time of year. So here we are now. Everyone's been looking forward to it. How have you been? I I don't know. Well, by the time this episode comes out, I don't know if I want to say Happy New Year, but how's the start of your new year been? It's been really interesting, Belle. So, you know, those of you who've listened to our previous podcast together, you know, we've talked about so many different things. And the one thing I, I believe I've said on your podcast too, that I never really could personally talk about was grief. And in December, um, my mother-in-law passed away. And it, was, it wasn't it was one of those instances where, you know, you got a call that you, she passed away. It was one of those instances where it was a six-week illness. I was there for the last breath with my partner and his sister, the three of us. And so that kind of, that end of the year set me up for the beginning of the year. And not in a bad way, because you know, the beginning of the year, I think for everyone has really been about processing what has happened last year and how they want to progress this year, what they want to let go of. There's a real push energetically and spiritually at the moment for this month, like a real leadership energy. So if you're a leader at your work or you're leading your relationship or whatever, it's kind of like it's really time to lead ourselves. Yeah, it's been a really interesting start of the year for me, but really positive, even though it ended last year on really significant grief, because when you see someone you love so upset, it really turns your whole world around because, you know, you can't control it yourself because it's someone else's grief. But I did find, because we know, you and I both know that December can be a time of grief where there's lots of breakups and there's lots of people really coming to the realization of things. So I think it really set us all up for this year and what we want and what we don't want. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. And even though, you know, it was beautiful that you could be there and you say that there were some beautiful things around that time being able to support your mother-in-law, it is such a confronting thing. And I, I cannot imagine when it's your parent. I've watched my 
mum lo- and my dad lose their parents and right. you know being with the with them when they died and it's something like I don't know until I experience that myself which I'm dreading the day but it's part of life of course I, and you're right seeing someone else and you can't you can be there for them and that's all you can do you can't take away their grief they're going to feel it but for your partner it would have been so nice having you there with him and you know it just means the world really yeah absolutely I totally agree with that because you you never really know with these things how you're going to feel until it happens to you but I think we can all learn from being in the circle of grief because it really makes you realize like oh this is what's going to happen to all of us. And so am I living my best life? Am I doing all the things that I want to be doing? And so it's really changed me in so many ways. And even when I buy things, because I'm just thinking, what am I buying this for? Like if I die tomorrow, I'm now looking at things when I buy things. It's like, can I pass this on to somebody afterwards? Like a, a legacy type of things I fill my house with or whatever jewelry that I buy, things like that. So it really does grief really like whoever's experience any grief whether it's breakup or losing someone or whatever there's really is a huge opportunity in changing how you live and how you love it certainly puts things into perspective doesn't it and you know when someone who hopefully has lived a full life they may have advice or things they can look back on or or share with you but to live and to love and connection with people that's the most important thing and and it, it yeah it definitely puts things into perspective and like you say how am I living my life am I doing the things that I really want to do am I being true to myself because even though there's past lives and, and you know that sort of thing as us we only have one life right correct yeah absolutely you gotta live it like I remember there was this poster on my high school wall and I thought it was so lame but it's like life's not a dress rehearsal and I was like oh god that's so lame but it's so true like you get one shot at this life what are you doing to make the most of it and we have all had tricky last few years where that always Mm. hasn't always been possible but you just gotta make do right you do and like you know going into this year the energy is really quite different from the previous year because what I feel is that we've all been faced with a lot of fear over the last few years, not even just our own fear, but just fear like what's happening in the world versus what's going to be the outcome. Are we safe? Are we going to get sick and die? Are we, you know, all these kind of weird fears. And this year really feels like the opportunity to heal those fears because, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know about like things are crazy out there in the world. A lot of people, are unhinged and a lot of people are really being faced with their mental health stuff and this is why the spiritual journey is so important because it's not about oh you know I'm gonna I want to be really intuitive and I want to be able to see things and feel things it's really about being able to cope with all the weird shit that life throws at us like the grief like the breakups like the uncertainty because it takes you to a place of being grounded and going back to the whole death thing It's like, well, that's going to be the outcome anyway. So it's like, is it even worth being fearful about this? Or do I just live and do what I, the best that I can do? And so I really feel that this, this year, 2023, we have an opportunity to overcome all of those fears that were all triggered in every single one of us over the last few years. Fears that we didn't even know we had that existed, like 
oh my God, am I ever going to see my family again? Am I ever going to travel again? Am I, you know, all of those things that we all took for granted. This year is really about on a personal level, overcoming those fears. So, you know, going back to your meditation, going back to your journaling, going back to your connecting with nature. This year, it's a really watery year. Like I've been having a lot of visions of water. I myself have been getting into the ocean several times a week, depending on how rough it is, because <laughs> I have to, but the vain part of me is like, I don't want to get my hair wet. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get your head under, they say, you know, good, like the salt water and everything on your head. But I know I'm the same. I'm like, oh, it's such a, and like with your beautiful long, thick hair, like such a mission to dry it. It's That's like, right. You just go in up until your, your shoulders, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and just cleansing yourself. Like whenever I get into the ocean, I'm like, okay, I'm releasing all that doesn't serve me because it's like, Water is purifying, it's cleansing, but the whole year is just water because we're in this Aquarius energy anyway. So it makes sense that it's a watery year. And with water comes a lot of emotions. Like I know with me, I have reoccurring dreams of being running away from a tsunami or being stuck in a tsunami or like my car floating on a tsunami wave or something. And I know whenever I have wave dream or water dream, there is some unhealed emotion whether I'm consciously or unconsciously aware of that's wanting to come out it's going to be really important like while dreams are crazy sometimes like I have insane dreams there are going to be underlying messages in those dreams for us and to pay attention to those and start realizing what are my dreams telling me because I have this fear of being left I have this fear of whatever and start learning from those and going okay how what what do I need to do in my physical life to actually overcome that fear because like I said this year a lot of overcoming fear which means feeling things deeply you know the one thing I noticed after my mother-in-law passed away is that grief causes in people like when I see clients and especially follow-up clients if I've seen them before and suddenly I see them online and they're really blocked up and I'm like shit I'm really struggling to get into this person the first thing I'll ask them is has someone died recently yep because what grief does to people is it blocks you up but what it's supposed to do is unlock your heart and open you to love like an ocean of love coming out of you which is what my partner said happened when his mum passed away and he saw her take we all saw her take her last breath he said my god an ocean of love just came out of my heart that's what grief is supposed to do any type of grief because I've noticed over the last couple of years especially last year you know I talk a lot about us dying and I'm not talking about just a body dying but there's certain parts of us that have died we no longer need that fearful part we no longer need that anxious part of us it's like all of that's like dying and moving with the ocean and getting out of our system so that we can be more empowered with who we are so ensuring that you are responding to your emotions in a healthy way And that's the whole spiritual releasing thing of getting into the ocean or journaling, meditating, doing all of those things, but also going and seeing your counselors or your psychologists or your healers or whoever to be able to really deal with it. Like I know with me, it's like, I want to deal with all my shit. I don't want it there anymore. Any moment I have any type of weird thought or I'm triggered by something, I actually stop whatever I'm doing and I get my pen and paper and I start writing about it. Okay, Gaia, I'm releasing this fear about blah, 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 blah. And then I take it and I burn it and I get rid of the ashes outside, like stamp on it on the grass. But I used to burn a lot, write and burn when I was younger a lot. And then I stopped. And then a friend of mine who's a healer also reminded me, do that more. So every time I'm triggered by something or whatever, I do it. And then it's like out of my system because it creates a vacuum to get it out. Dealing with those things immediately is going to be important this year because we've got a lot of opportunities 
opportunity this year. When, like I, when I was tuning into 2023, I mean, it's the year of the seven. Seven is a very, very lucky number in many, many cultures, but it represents spiritual expansion, spiritual growth, spiritual truth. We also think of a week, it's seven days. So it's a real transition because we transition from one week to the other. This year is very much a transitionary year, which we've been waiting for because everything's kind of been sitting still for the last few years. Like, oh God, what's going to happen? But this year it's like this movement, like the bridge over the water. And so as we are making our way over the water, we want to like chuck all these, the shit over the sides of the bridge <laughs> so that when we get to the other side, we're like, oh my God, this is really who I want to be and what I want to do. So those of us who are like have our own hustles and our own business, I actually really feel when I was tuning into the energy, this year is going to be an amazing year for entrepreneurs and budding artists and people who are wanting to invest in like technological things. I don't even really know much about NFTs and stuff, but it's been coming up a lot for me. Um, so things like that, all the digital sort of stuff is really great. So people who are in digital marketing and all of those type of areas. So if you've got a side hustle or even just wanting to create a business from February, which is the month we're in, is a really great time to start really working on, on them. I also feel like this year is about knowing that something's being birthed into the world. Like I've been noticing when I, like even my clients before speaking to you today, Belle, the information I was getting for them, I could see like all of the bits of paper being all put into a folder because it's eventually all going to be bound up into a book. So for me, that symbolism is that you're pulling everything together this year to birth something new so really think about what that means in your relationships in your work in your business and really go out there and start pulling things together so you have to be quite disciplined to do that you can't just sit and wait for things to happen you've got to go out there and do that and also with people who are employed I found that you're going to really figure out if you haven't already if you're in the right place or not. I've been noticing also with clients, people are not feeling very valued and people are wanting to know how they're going to progress in their work environment and they're not being given that information or they're not being valued through the correct remuneration compared to somebody else. I feel like around July, uh, I don't know why July, because I never have any context with the information I get. There'll be a lot of people really thinking about is this the right place for me? That's why if you've been thinking about starting something, start it now so that you're ready to birth something into the world when that time comes. So if you are in an employment situation, you'll know this year, if not already. And especially, like I know lots of people who have been in the same job for ages and ages and ages and haven't quite made it out because that for whatever they've gotten too comfortable you'll start seeing things this year where you're going to go, okay, it's really time. Yeah, it's interesting because unemployment is quite low and sort of end of last year, people who were hiring, uh, my partner works in HR and I know of other people as well, they were really struggling to find good people. And then when they were, you know, they, they were just grabbing onto them. If the last few years, and I don't like banging on about them much, but if we learn anything from them, it's that 
you know, if you're not happy with something and you also learnt what's most important to you and if you're not feeling valued or you're not progressing, one thing I've learnt in life, I think for some of us, we can be quite loyal and we'll stick at things for a really long time. Yeah, but I actually, right. I really admire people that maybe, you know, we've always taught stick with the job for a long time. It looks better on your CV. But I really admire the people that might do two years or whatever and then go to the next thing. It's really brave because I think you feel like you need to stay there and you don't want to let people down and it will look better. But get out there and embrace it. Like you say, life, we've only got one life. And if you're unhappy in your job, and if I've learned as well, things don't really change when they're already the way they are in a workplace or in a role. So you best just to look at ways that you can develop in other places or wherever that may be for you. They're exactly right. And, and the first thing you said about unemployment being really low, that's primarily the reason why people are going to be realizing like, I actually don't need to be here. I actually have a choice now because I've got all of these other things that I can do. So on the other side of things, if you're an employer, you really want to look at your systems and processes because also with this year, a lot of systems and processes are going to be changing. Like the dynamics of our relationships, having new rituals and memories being created, that's a system and process in a personal sense, but also how we work, who we work with, things need to change for us to be able to progress. And when we are not taken for granted and we know we've got options, it puts the other side of things, the employer, for example, in a different position, like actually I need to look at the individual and what their needs are, not just as a whole. Obviously, as a business owner and you've got staff and you've got an outcome, you've got to have the business in mind because you need to be profitable or whatever. But it's really starting to turn towards the people, Belle, us as individuals and then as a collective. It's giving us so much more opportunity and options to do whatever the hell we like. Where we've been stuck before, it's now like, oh, we're unstuck. This is awesome. What can I do with my freedom? What can I birth into the world? What are my choices? So that's the really, really exciting part about what this year is going to bring for us. There's not as much fear. However, the other thing we do need to be mindful of, and I've been seeing this so much, Belle, is the poverty mindset. There's a lot of victim stuff, but it's actually changed now to poverty. Poverty meaning like, you know, our brain might be like, I deserve so much more abundance and money. I deserve to have all of this. But there's an energy about us that doesn't feel like we're, it's attainable or that we can't do it. And so we want to look at our relationship with money. It's been coming up so much with clients about this year being the bridging year of setting ourselves up financially for the future. Obviously, all of those things don't just suddenly miraculously happen in a year. But this is what I mean, pulling all your resources together to go, especially if we are fortunate enough to live till old age, we want to be able to have income coming in that lets us do somewhat what we want to do and have our needs and wants fulfilled. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about that because obviously we are globally in a cost of living crisis and for a lot of people they are really struggling and for those of us that are fortunate to have a home, you know, a roof over our head, food, clothes, work, we're so lucky and you know, you don't have to be rich to have a, an abundance mindset with money and that's not to that's take away right. from people that are struggling because that is an, a whole other conversation. Yeah, no, and the financial thing does come up because I can feel that like on a collective conscious, people are worried about recessions and all of that. But really, the economy is going to do what it's going to do. But we actually still have a huge opportunity to advance ourselves. And whether that's saving $3 a week or $5 a week, which I've been doing since I was like 
18 and didn't even forgot about that account it's kind of like it all accumulates I'd be like oh shit I can actually put this into buying some shares or doing whatever I think so regardless of your circumstances if you're listening to this you already are rich you know you're already abundant to information out there that is going to help you progress and advance but questioning yourself and like do I have poverty mindset is that something that's blocking me from because I have to admit it's something that I've had that I've had to work on you know and go okay why do I have this view on money? And then obviously doing what I do, I know there was past lives and things connected with it. It's kind of like, how do I shift out of that and just trust in the flow of everything? And because water flows, it's kind of like, I'm just going to do this and flow into it and see what happens. And so it's about taking steps, but letting the flow be there as well. So despite what all the fear for things out there, we can really just individually focus on ourselves and be very diligent and patient and disciplined and practical about the potential this year brings. Because, you know, Chinese New Year was recently, we're in the year of the rabbit. You know, the rabbit is about patience, it's about uh, fertility. So that's why the birth thing, like growing, uh, the potential for things to grow. There's just so much for us to happen. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about also is our health. And last year, so interesting, Belle, so when I was working on clients, I was picking up a lot of energy stuck in people's livers. The liver is like processing anger and resentment and fears. And then this year, as I started working on people, I started picking up the kidneys. And I was like, this is interesting. So I had to do a bit of research and go, okay, what's the kidney represent? Why am I picking up all this energy in the kidney? So then I realized, okay, well, kidney water, you know, flushing out the toxins in your kidneys, but it's actually processing criticism, disappointment, uh, where we've been rejected before. So the processing of the fear and getting ourselves to a state of feeling safe, because we all want to feel safe. This is why we want to feel safe in our relationships. We want to feel secure in our jobs. So this year is also about creating a sense of safety on a health front. Look after your kidneys, drink lots of water, do your kidney detoxes, whatever. But just know that all the water work systems in that within the body are really needing to be supported this year to flush everything out, to flush out energy, flush out toxins, flush out all of the stuff that I've talked about, the things that we've been processing over the last few years. It's interesting you say that because end of last year, I realized I hadn't been drinking enough water throughout the day. And I actually downloaded <laughs> a free app on my phone that you can track your water intake. So, oh. Yeah, so I've actually, I started in November last year. I've actually been making sure that I hit, like I think for my body, it said I need like three liters a day. So I'm, and you don't want to over drink because you could actually drown yourself. But um, mm. which is awful. That's quite a morbid point. But anyway, um, <laughs> I um, yeah. So I've been doing that. So it's interesting you say like water um with water. the year of the you know with like the Aquarius energy and everything. Mm. Yeah, make sure you're hydrating yourself because you're not it's good, so, no good to yourself when you're dehydrated. No, and our connection, you know, with our bodies being over seventy percent water and the world having seventy percent water, it's all a spiritual connection to that anyway. And so when we're hydrated. We're also satiating hunger. We're doing all of those things. So it's a feeling of safety because we can feel very out of sorts when we're dehydrated. And so spiritually, the water energy is helping us move through things, but also supporting our physical bodies as well. The other thing that I want to talk about was sex, which was quite an interesting topic that came up for me as I was tuning into this year's energy, the sexual energy. We know, you know, obviously we've got our chakra system in our bodies and the chakras that I was picking up mainly were 
this was the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra is our sexual creative energy. It's also the energy of sex. And, you know, I see a lot of clients where sex is a natural part of life, but sex is a natural part of our relationships. On that topic, I think it's really important that we are liberated in a way to discuss what it is that we're looking for sexually because I do see a lot of clients that have affairs because they're not having enough sex or whatever it is and speaking up for what you want and for the right reason so sexually we're being opened up in a way to allow us to have deeper relationships with our partners and also it doesn't need to be physical sex that I'm talking about but the sexual energy enables us to create just be aware of your sacral chakra, which is below your belly button area where all your sexual organs are, that this part of the body is needing support also to birth things into the world. So I, I see a lot of women with fibroids and things like that going on. So that's the physical manifestation of your womb being unhappy. And so what do you need to put in your womb in terms of loving energy intent, loving and sexual interactions with people that you care about, whatever it is that someone you're with or whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever, but you're wanting to create from a place of loving intention and not like, oh, I'm so scared I'm not safe because that's, you know, it's really connected to your root chakra, which is your place of security and safety. Sexual trauma is another area that is needing to be processed and addressed this year. And I see so much of that, Belle. Mm, really um, sad. It's so, so sad. And things that from childhood or one-off experiences, like, I, oh God, I remember I was about 17. I don't think my parents even know this, but I went to babysit this little boy. He was about five, the little boy and his sister. And I remember I was putting them to bed. And so they, they were bunks and I was lying in the bottom bunk with one of the little children, lights off. And one of the friends of the man that I was babysitting for the father, friend of the father, he came in and lay with me on the bed and was like stroking my leg and stuff like that. And I'm like a young 17 year old girl, just innocently there babysitting these small children. And when you're young like that, you don't have the ability, despite how a strong person I am now, if anyone tried to do anything like that, to say, because you don't know what's going on. It's a shock, and isn't it? It's strange behavior. It's a, yeah, it's weird. It's, and, and while that's so minor compared to the horrible things that happen to people, it popped up in my mind this year and I'm like oh my god this stuff actually does all accumulate within you which then affects your feeling of safety and then the sexual trauma being stored in your body not being processed because you're feeling resentful or all of those things that our kidneys actually wanting to process this year so if you are someone that has experienced sexual trauma you are not the only one there are so many people like for, for me that wasn't traumatic but it was just kind of like why do I even have to even think that that could happen why is that even an issue like are our daughters or sons safe out there or so if anything's happened to you this is the year to really address it because sex is a big part of life and it's an important part of life it creates life and again creates life and opportunity not in just babies but what again what we birth into the world so if you haven't dealt with any of your sexual traumas even if it's something so insignificant that you think is insignificant it's not get it dealt with to get it out of you because it impacts so many different areas of your life that you might be in denial about and don't really know. 
you know, if you're if you are going through something like that, I'll leave some details in the show notes of you know emergency lines you could contact, Perfect. or you could see a therapist or something, um, and help with clearing energy and obviously also like trauma therapy. You know, it sounds like a lot of self care this year for health. And so, like, if you are somebody you said, you know, focus on the um, the sexual health and that well being sort of thing. If you're someone mm. that hasn't experienced sexual trauma and you are in like a maybe you're single or maybe you're in a healthy relationship, what are some ways that we can, aside from making sure that we are, and obviously people can do what they want, but I always had this feeling like it's a very special part of me and a, a place. And, you know, as I got older, I was like, I don't want to just let anyone, that's just like, I can't, I can't physically, like I want to push someone off. Like it's not even in the question for me as I got older, whether that's just being careful and protecting yourself. What are some ways that we can make sure that we take really good care of ourselves? Okay. I guess spiritually, sexually, if you know mm. what I mean. If you are someone that is, for example, in a heterosexual relationship and you're a female and a male, just know that when you sleep with a male, they are, you are receiving. Like if you think about when you make a baby, right, you're receiving sperm. And even the, the genitals show you that someone is receiving, right? So spiritually, and I'm exactly the same as you. Like when I was younger, okay, yeah, I had a little bit more fun. As I got, I was like, sure as hell, not going to let anybody near me unless it's someone I really care about or I really like or love or whatever. You think about whether as women, we are the more intuitive ones in general, more intuitive, more nurturing. You really want to check in and ask yourself, are you really wanting to receive this person's energy in your body are you doing this because yeah I really want to do this or are you doing this because it's going to make him feel good or whoever you're receiving from sexual trauma actually even if we don't consciously remember anything happening to us in our lives it is through our ancestral line bell like when my mum was pregnant with me she was young she was like 19 she got in a taxi and, and she was, the taxi driver drove her to a beach and was going to rape her. And she had to sh pull up her top, like her, whatever she was wearing, to say, no, I'm pregnant, please. And he left her there. And so back then, no cell phones and things. So she had to find my dad somehow. Even those kind of, like through the ancestral line, it's in us. Like I've been noticing with clients that sometimes their decisions on why they have sex isn't because they want to, but they feel like they need to because it's how they feel worthy. Like, I'll receive you. I'll heal you. Yeah, I think that's a big thing, like, for a lot of, um, again, heterosexual women that we've been, you know, that's, like, a thing that generationally, it's, like, we please, like, they'll love that's me right. if I do that, which mm. I would, like, I really love having this conversation because I'd really love to teach you that, no, you don't need to, and you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. And if that's not good enough, then that's just, that's their loss. Like, that's, you are so more precious than that than you could ever believe that if anyone makes you feel that way or you feel that way yourself, that's not at all how it should be. And it's having these conversations, it's becoming more normalized to realize that you shouldn't just put up with crap, whether that's sexually or in life or a relationship, whereas in the past, perhaps 
you know, we didn't really talk about it much or it was just thought to be that's just what happens. Like, mm. you know, you might sleep with someone and then they don't message you. And I used to get really upset and, like, feel really sure. rejected or there's something like, oh, God, that's awful. Like, I just – I felt like I'd given them something and it was awful. That's so right. over time, personally, and I don't judge anyone for what they do, and if you can handle that, then all power to you. But I'm just not – probably like you, I'm just not someone that could handle that. So in no, the I end, can't either. I was yeah. very selective. And, and, yeah, just know that you're so precious and that – you should protect yourself however you feel you need to. You are so valuable. And when you think of anything of value, you will handle it with care. And so handle yourself with care on that topic. We know those of us who are lucky enough to be in love or in love now, sex or intimate relations with someone you love is a whole different ball game to those experiences where you do that. And the women in general, not like you say, it's not everybody, but I was the same where if you don't hear from them, it's like, I've been used. It's brought up something in me. Like, But then the after effect is like a real downer because you're like, oh, like I've taken something from you and then you've given me nothing in return. And so you really want to see that your transactions, not that we should be transactional in all things, but to know that you are not being used and that things are being reciprocated in some way. I was going to say, that's when the, the shame, I think, comes in sexually for a lot of women and over the years of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, even though you did nothing wrong. You know, like I think when, when that happens, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Why? You know, that shame's often put on women, really. <laughs> it is. It is really put on women. So yeah, making more decisions, empowered decisions as you progress in your sexual desires and relationships this year. And I see also that some people neglect that part of their lives too. So it's about having the balance of it, right? It's like finding what works for you and then empowering yourself to make the right decisions so you're, you're not being used and you're not a victim and you're also doing things because you want to do it and being safe around it, obviously, because there's a lot of physical things that can happen with the transmission of all sorts of things. But I see all the time with clients because they've trusted someone and that person didn't know or they did know and didn't convey that information that they were carrying something or whatever. So just being really, really mindful. But sexual trauma in general is in all of us, even if it didn't happen to us, it's happened to our mothers, grandfathers, fathers, grandfathers, it's all in there for something to heal and just consider this year. Because like I said, it's connected to what we birth into the world, not just children, just like our ability to trust ourselves, our ability to create all of those things are connected to that part of the body. Yeah, I want to touch on a couple of things. You know, at the start of a new year, you sort of think you you expect to feel really positive and, and, you know, it's a fresh start. But like you mentioned earlier, and I really like that you did, you know, that sometimes you're actually processing what's happened the year before. I felt like last year ended so quickly and then it was all of a sudden it's Christmas, New Year, and then wow. And then, you know, I, I was pretty good. But then I think for some people, we were feeling a little bit blah. And I don't know if it was the energy or something. I'm feeling a lot better now. But for mm. that first part of January, I just, maybe it was the weather as well. But I know, and I said to people, I was like, it's okay if you, you know, haven't planned out your life goals for this year and everything. Like you don't have to do it in the first 10 business days of the year or anything like that just take your time and it's okay if you are feeling a little bit flat because I think sometimes you know that Christmas New Year it's a really fun time in a lot of ways but for sometimes you know you, you maybe it's like you think you're gonna feel really good and mm. then you get there and you're like oh I feel a bit maybe it's just tired I don't know yeah it is it's definitely an accumulation of everything I mean energetically I did feel like we were being able to like wash away a lot of last year 
but that takes time. So that's why the first couple of months of this year is a little bit slow, but from mid-February onwards, there's a lot of progression. Like spiritually, Belle, March is going to be a really, really big month. Like globally expansion, personally expansion. Like I just, I remember, I know with certain clients, like I'd be like, right, you need to get out there in March to like date more and all of that. So it's like, I know that astrologically, because I was getting that information, then I was speaking to you know, ask the other astrologers and like, no, well, you're right. Because actually astrologically, there's a lot of stuff happening in March. It's like, there's a lot of big changes happening in March. So if you are feeling a bit like, oh, it's another year, it's actually kind of a good place to be in because we're always doing everything and we're trying to like make things fast and like, I need to hurry up and meet a man. I need to hurry up and do this and hurry up and do that. Being in that space actually just slows time down. It's okay when you're all young and vibrant and energetic, but we want to be able to slow time down because we're only going to be at this age, at this time, at this moment. So if you're feeling sluggish and demotivated, as long as you don't stay in that space, it's actually okay. Because I was the same. I was kind of like, I saw that it felt the opportunity for this year, but I was kind of like, I don't feel like I need to like push anything yet. But you will naturally start feeling that energy of movement from the mid, mid-February march onwards and especially if you're someone who meditates regularly and it's just very in tune with what's going on just move with the tides like you know sometimes it's high tide sometimes it's low tide sometimes it's crazy out there sometimes it's still that's just like our emotions and how we feel so we just honor that and go with it so don't beat yourself up if you're feeling like you know the year hasn't got started yet we're not in a race to get to the end of the year and nor and that was another big message I got it's like Gaia don't race to get to the end of the year stay within the year and enjoy what you've got. That's all we've got time for. Although good news, we're going to continue this conversation with Gaia. Part two of our Love Lessons 2023 Vibe Check will be out next Monday. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you do that now on your podcast app and select automatic downloads. It'll load as soon as it's live. You can watch videos of our conversation. Follow us at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Belle Crawford. I'll leave all the details in the show notes. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and write us a kind review and send the link to your friends, someone who you think might enjoy listening as well. Plus, there are also links in the show notes to join our private Facebook group, our community group, which you can join. It's the Self Love Club community group. I should probably whittle that down. It's a little wordy. But anyway, I'll leave the link in the show notes where you can find it and join as well. I'd love to hear what you think of this episode. And I can't wait to bring you part two next week. I'll catch you soon. Bye.